Hello and welcome to the Pick Up Hero podcast. We're very excited over here because it's a great time of the year for sports. We have the football season about halfway done. NBA is starting up. We just are finishing up our first full week right now. Hockey's going on. Baseball's finishing up with the World Series. But uh, let's get into these football games from Sunday, starting off with the Redskins and Vikings. The Washington Redskins came in at 1-6 and six, and the Minnesota Vikings at 5-2. and two. The Vikings have looked like a very strong football team all season. And so coming in, I was expecting a pretty big blowout here in favor of the Vikings. The Redskins, they just don't have the same talent on their roster to match up well with the Vikings. But they were able to keep it a close, low-scoring game. The Vikings ended up winning 19-9. There's only one touchdown in this game. It was scored by Dalvin Cook on a rush. So, um, not the most fireworks happening in this. Not the most exciting game. But Kirk Cousins played pretty efficiently. 23-26, 285 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. Um... Anytime you can get a quarterback that's averaging 10 yards in attempt, that's a pretty impressive number. Um, it's going to be tough to stop, and that'll win you a lot of football games, especially when your running backs get 36 carries and have 159 yards, averaging about 4.5 yards a carry. Um, so the offense looked pretty good. With those yards numbers and the efficiency that they move the ball, you would probably expect more than just 19 points and more than only one touchdown from them. But it was good enough to get the job done. Um, The Redskins, they were shut down pretty much all day on offense. Um, They had 85 yards rushing. Adrian Peterson did actually move the ball pretty well getting 14 carries for 76 yards. So that's over five yards per carry. Um, They brought in their rookie, Dwayne Haskins. He did not look too good after Case Keenum had struggled to put points on the board for the Redskins. Um, Haskins went three for five, 33 yards and a touchdown. Moving on to Seattle and Atlanta. Um, Russell Wilson had a pretty Russell Wilson type day, 14 and 20, 182 yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions. You know, he always seems to find a way to get the ball into the end zone on not a whole lot of passing attempts and he doesn't often accumulate all that many yards. So he works, uh, very efficiently getting a lot of touchdowns, throwing a few, throwing very few interceptions. Um, the running game for Seattle is usually pretty important as they did a good job running the ball in this one with their leading rusher averaging four and a half a carry on 20 carries, 90 yards. Um, that's Chris Carson. He had a touchdown. Rashard Penny, he was averaging a Almost seven yards a carry, going eight for 55. So uh, they look good running the ball and were able to control the line of scrimmage. Um, and 
Atlanta, they they didn't really have too much to show for on offense. Um, Julio Jones had a big game, though, getting 152 yards, no touchdowns, and Matt Schaub had one touchdown, one interception, throwing 460 yards. But no real opportunities for them to score, and Seattle was just the better football team here. Moving on to the Chargers and the Broncos. Wow. This was a very ugly game played on both sides. Neither offense could move the ball. Um, This was the Bears' best rushing game all season against a really bad Chargers rush defense. But their big issue again, Mitch Trubisky, he was pretty dang bad out there. 23 for 35, 253 with an interception against the Chargers defense that has struggled quite a bit for most of the year. Um, The Bears defense is a great one. It's one of the best in the NFL again. And against an offense that was expected to be strong in the Chargers, they haven't really looked too good this year. And the Bears were able to stop them. Um... There were definitely some questionable coaching decisions here from Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, the second-to-last player of the game before the attempted game-winning field goal. He has a quarterback kneel it to down it. He's got a timeout left, and there's plenty of time. He's got an extra down. His After the game in the press conference, he said that he didn't want to fumble, he didn't want to lose yards, He just wanted to get the kick going. The running backs hadn't fumbled. Mitchell Trubisky, he has a bad game, so obviously you're not going to throw it there. That's not even a question. You give the ball to David Montgomery, who actually had a pretty solid game, averaging five yards a carry. So give it to him up the middle. Um, Based off what he did throughout the game on 27 carries, 135 yards. Again, that's five yards a carry. Give it to him up the middle. He's going to gain three, four yards. Get that inside a 40-yard field goal for your kicker who's already struggling with his confidence after missing a 33-yarder earlier in the season. So this is a game the Bears should have won. They lost it in an ugly match played by both sides. Um, I'm not sure either team should really get a victory uh, for this one, but... The Chargers ended up winning 17-16 in what should not have finished the way it did. Um, And then moving on to the Lions and Giants here. The Lions got off to a big lead early, 14-0 in the first quarter. Um, But the Giants were able to come back. Saquon Barkley played. He had a pretty mediocre game running the football going 19 carries, 64 yards. That's 3.4 yards per carry. So um, they definitely need to get more production out of him. And when he has those numbers, you would probably expect the Giants not to really hang around in a football game. But Dan Jones, he impressed once again in this game. 28 of 41 for 322 and four touchdowns. So that's a completion percentage of 68%, which is very nice. Um, 
He had 7.85 yards per attempt. So yeah, maybe that is a little bit low, but that came on 28 completions, which is um, which 322 is pretty nice for completing 28 passes. That's going to be 11 and a half yards per completion. So it's a strong number there. Um, Dan Jones, he really carried that offense, getting them back into the game and making this a game late. Matthew Stafford, he had a pretty nice game himself, going 25 of 32 for 342, three touchdowns and an interception. So he had more than 10 yards per attempt there. The interception, you know, he's obviously going to want to have back. You never want to turn the ball over. But it didn't hurt him here as they got the win at home. Um, the Lions, they're really going to have to find some way to run the football. They're starting running back on Johnson. He's out for the year. That was announced last week. And Trey Carson, he came in getting the most carries going 12. Getting 12 carries for 34 yards, that's a 2.8-yard average, which is not very good. That's going to be very problematic if they cannot get someone who is going to be more efficient running the football. They're going to be forced to be more one-dimensional, which they're already a pretty pass-happy team. Following the Lions game, next up we have the Jets and Jaguars. The Jets came in at 1-5. The Jaguars came in at 3-4. Gardner Minshew Mania is still kind of going on. Um, He's lost a couple, but, you know, he's still doing a lot better than expected and got the victory for the Jaguars here, 29-15. Sam Darnold, the more high-profile quarterback in this matchup, He played significantly worse. He was 21 of 30, 218 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Um, That's obviously not very good. It's 10 yards an attempt. A little over 66% completion percentage. Um, I'm not sure what the yards per attempt are, but it's significantly below 10. I'm thinking it's probably going to be around seven or so, or six and a half. Um, Let's see here. 7.27. Yeah, so that's on the lower end. Um, Obviously, turning the ball over hurts a lot, and those mistakes cost them the game. And then you pair that up with the lack of a running game where star running back Le'Veon Bell had nine carries for 23 yards it's 2.6 yards an attempt and so when you're turning the ball over through the air and you're not getting any yards rushing the defense especially the pass rushers can really pin their ears back and go after the quarterback get upfield and try to get in his face to bring him down um and yeah the jets defense they also just traded away one of their best young players, Leonard Williams. So it uh, be interesting to see how the Jets configure this team going forward. Leonard Williams was a big piece for them on the defensive end, and they just traded him. Maybe he hasn't lived up to his expectations of the 
of the top 10 pick that he was, but he was still a solid player. And now they've got to fill that hole. Gardner Minshew, um, he had a very nice game. You would have thought that he would have been the third overall pick in a draft and not the sixth round pick here. He went 22 of 34, 279, three touchdowns and no interceptions. So it's a good game from him. Um, nice not turning the ball over. That helps you win. Leonard Fournette, he had a pretty solid game, going 19 for 76, four yards a carry. So that's not great, but it's good enough and respectable enough to keep the defense on their toes and to prevent your offense from getting one-dimensional. Uh, so good job of the Jaguars to pick up this win. Their their mascot when the team ran out on the field, even dressed up as a ghost for Halloween after Sam Darnold's famous comments about him saying he was seeing ghosts on the sideline of the Patriots game, meaning he's seen blitzers and rushers coming at him that weren't there. Uh, and so Jets, they're looking pretty bad. They need to figure something out and... You know, get more offense, get more defense, just improve everywhere on the ball. And then we had uh, another London game yesterday with the Bengals facing the Rams at Wembley Stadium. Um, This was an expected blowout here. The Rams came in at 4-3, and a little uh, underachieving there in terms of their record. The Bengals 0-8, which... I'm not sure is really surprising anyone because like the Dolphins, the Cincinnati Bengals are a pretty bad football team and actually kind of kept this a close game for much longer and never really felt quite out of it until the fourth quarter when they just weren't able to move the ball too well. Andy Dalton had an... He had an average game, um, 32 of 52, 329 and a touchdown. Obviously, the 10 yards per completion is pretty good, but when you're throwing the ball 52 times, you'd probably like to see the completion number more in the 35 to 37 range, um, getting a few more yards. But I think he came in and played a much better football game than people expected him to. Then rushing the football, they they had a pretty solid ground attack. Joe Mixon, he was not the most efficient with 17 carries for 66 yards. That's 3.9 yards a carry. You absolutely want to see your lead back averaging at least four. Um, when you're averaging four yards a carry, you're going to be playing in front of the chains most of the time on second and third down, which is very important to do if you want to win football games. Giovanni Bernard, he ran the ball a few times as well. Um, He got three carries for 31 yards, so together they had 20 carries for 97 yards, which is almost five per carry. So GOB with a nice stat line there, even though it is only three carries. Receiving-wise, they had uh, four players average over 10 yards a catch which is 
really nice. The top guy averaging 16.2 yards. Alex Erickson getting six catches for 97. And then switching over to the Rams, Jared Goff, he had a pretty nice game. 17 for 31, so that's going to be hovering in the 50, 50% range for his completion percentage. I would like to see that be higher, but he had 372 yards, so he completed down the field attacks that went deep, got a lot of yards. Um, his yards per attempt, well over 10, 31 for 372, so that looks nice. Um, rushing the football, it was a pretty solid day, nothing too spectacular. Daryl Henderson, their rookie, he had 11 carries for 49 yards. Todd Gurley only had 10 carries for 40 yard, 44 yards with a touchdown. So they were able to move the ball decently well enough on the ground. Um, they were able to give Jared Goff a clean pocket to let him throw the ball. And the real big player in this game was Cooper Cup. He had seven catches, 220 yards. That comes out to 31.4 yards per catch with a touchdown. So he was unguardable out there. He did have a nice long touchdown run on which the Bengals defensive player, the only one who had a shot at tackling him, did slip, allowing him to get a big gain down the sideline. And that was the last touchdown of the game, making it 24-10. So that kind of sealed it up for the Rams, giving them this victory in London. Up next is the Bengals and the Titans. The Titans won this one 27-3. Jameis Winston, he had a game that we're pretty accustomed to seeing out of him. 21 of 43, so that's actually less than 50%. Um, he's usually just above that number. He had 301 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. So uh, since coming in the league, he's got about 95 turnovers, which is the most in the NFL by quite a bit. The next guy behind him is at about 16 fewer, maybe 15 fewer turnovers, which is basically a full season for an average quarterback. Um, I think it's time that the Buccaneers start to move off from him, find a replacement, because they do have some very talented players on the outside. Because they really do have some good playmakers on the outside. They have Mike Evans, who's an absolute monster. He had 11 catches, 198 yards, and two touchdowns, which when he's getting the ball thrown his way accurately, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL and one of the most dangerous. They also have a great tight end in O.J. Howard. He's been dealing with some injury issues. There's some rumors that he might get traded because the Buccaneers um, – they're not going to be in contention going into the playoffs, so he's a valuable asset that could get some draft picks for the future for them to help them rebuild. Um, and running the football, they were unable to really do anything. Um, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, their top two running backs, 
They Ronald Jones averaged 3.2 a carry. Peyton Barber averaged two yards a carry. Jameis Winston, he was actually their leading rusher with eight carries for 53 yards. So the Buccaneers are going to have to improve their run game as well if they want to be able to start winning football games going forward in addition to Jameis Winston taking better care of the football. Uh, looking at the Titans, um, this is the second straight game that Ryan Tannehill is starting for them. He had 193 yards and three touchdowns, so he was able to score, be kind of efficient. You know, he's probably going to be uh, around 60% on his completion percentage. He's not really someone who's going to be pushing the ball downfield. So the 193 yards isn't too much of a concern for this Titans football team who want to run the ball down their opponents' throats anyway with Derrick Henry. Um, <clears throat> Derrick Henry was 16 carries, 75 yards. That's 4.7 um, an average, which is pretty good for him. He didn't have any touchdowns, so... Normally, the one or two big runs that he busts every week doesn't look like he was able to do that, but he was consistent enough for the Titans to move the ball and win this football game over the Buccaneers. And moving on to the next game, the Eagles and Bills. The Eagles are one of the craziest teams this year. You ne you're, It's I'm not sure what we're going to see week in and week out. Sometimes they look really good. Sometimes they look really bad. You know, they went in and ran the ball all over the Packers. They couldn't be stopped that night. Um, and then they go and play the Dallas Cowboys, like an absolute goose egg, get rolled on the road. Um and so, yeah, they're kind of confusing here. Carson Wentz, he didn't really have that good of a game. The rushing game is what propelled the Eagles to the victory here, which is what they did when they beat the Packers. So the formula going forward for the Eagles should be to run the ball as their yards per carry here are pretty, pretty incredible. Jordan Howard, their leading rusher, 4.2. Miles Sanders, 24.7. Carson Wentz, he was 4.4 himself. So they, they're running the ball pretty efficiently. Um, they had three rushing touchdowns, so close yardage. They were able to pound it in, get to the end zone for six. Um, they, they played a Buffalo Bills team, which was 5-1 and one coming into this and boasting one of the NFL's best defenses. So Eagles got fired up for this one. They got the victory. Looked like a talented team. Um, the Buffalo Bills, they were definitely not, not following the game script that they like to follow where they can run the ball with Frank Gore for four to four and a half yards a carry 20 times a game, have Josh Allen throw it about 20 to 25 Josh Allen had to throw it 34 times, um, and Frank Gore only got nine carries for 34 yards. So those kind of stats are not what the Bills are looking for when they're looking to compete and in the games they have won 
they've been better defensively, not giving up 31 points, and they've had a much more efficient running game that is consistently picking up more than 3.8 yards or whatever it was. Colts and Broncos, they were up after that. Um, The Indianapolis Colts, they've looked really good even without Andrew Luck this year. They were 4-2 coming off a big divisional rival win against the Houston Texans. The Broncos, they haven't really been um, too much of a factor this season going 2-5. They have been in quite a few of their games. Their record could be a little bit better. Um, It's probably more like a 4-4 record if they get a couple lucky breaks where their kicker isn't missing kicks late. Um, Stuff like that. So the Broncos are a better team than their 2-6 record, but they're not as good as the Colts, and this should not have been a 13-15 victory for the Colts. Joe Flacco, he did not look good. He hasn't looked good this year. Um, He was 20 of 32 for 174 yards. So he's not even getting that 10 yards per completion rate. Um, He's not going to be sniffing even close to seven yards an attempt, which is a pretty big issue. It really shows a lack of completion percentage. And also it's it means he's not pushing the ball downfield. He's dumping um, the ball off quite a bit. He expressed quite a bit of frustration in the conservative play calling, but that's what his coaching staff is. They're very conservative guys who don't like to take big risks, don't want to turn the ball over and make mistakes to lose the game. Um, Joe Flacco, he's been ruled out for next week's game already. Uh, that might have something to do with his little complaints and tantrum he threw, but we'll see what the Broncos can do next week. Moving over to the Colts, this was Jacoby Brissett's worst game of the year all season long. He only had 202 yards. Um, And then Marlon Mack, he was all right, 19 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown but the Colts just weren't able to sustain anything all day and barely won this football game. So give credit to the Broncos' defense for stepping up, keeping them in this, and giving themselves a chance to win. The Arizona Cardinals took a trip to New Orleans, and that was a very tough road game for them. Drew Brees came back after missing a few games with his thumb injury on his throwing hand um he did not show any signs of the injury came back just hurling the ball all over the field 34 for 43 373 three touchdowns and a pick they did not have Alan Kamara so Latavius Murray stepped in he ran for 21 carries 102 yards and a touchdown so he's just under Five yards a carry, which is a fantastic number. Anytime you're getting 21 carries and almost five yards per carry, you're going to win most football games. Uh, Kyler Murray, he had been playing well the last few games. Um, I think the Cardinals were even on a three-game winning streak coming into this. 
but Kyler Murray, he wasn't able to keep any of the spectacular play going. He is 19 for 33, 220 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So it's a fairly low completion percentage, not a lot of yards. Um, looking at it analytically, you know, he's not getting, he's getting just over 10 yards of completion. He's not, he's probably getting, I think that's going to be about six yards an attempt, um, 6.6 or so. Uh, so he's got to complete more passes and move the ball downfield a little bit better if they want to be successful and rushing the ball. They had absolutely no run game, but they fell down big early. Um, so they couldn't really run the ball. They did not have time to do so. Uh, their lead running back had seven carries for eight yards in this one. The Panthers and 49ers. This was kind of the first real big test for the Niners coming in this season. The quarterbacks they've faced have not been the list of top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, to say the least. It's been a lot of backups and a lot of mediocre to under-average guys throwing the ball. Um, Christian McCaffrey, he did have a huge game for the Panthers, but since they were trailing the whole game, they were only able to give him 14 carries, despite him getting 117 yards on that almost eight and a half a carry. The issue was with Kyle Allen um, backing up Cam Newton. He came in 4-0, looking to go 5-0, but he was 19 of 37, 158 yards and three picks. So going 19 completions for 158 yards, that's well under 10 yards of completion. Um, that's really something that's not going to cut it, and I would think that this game gives Cam Newton his starting job back, which was definitely in doubt prior to this with how well uh, Kyle Allen was playing. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, once again, he hasn't been putting up crazy numbers this year, and he hasn't really had to. He was 18 at 22, 175, two touchdowns and a pick. So very high completion percentage, though. The two touchdowns are nice. Um, I'd like to see his yards go up a little bit more. You know, he's not at that 10 yards per completion even, where I'd like to see it be about 8.5 or 9 per attempt. And he was um, not quite at that number, just getting... 7.95, so 8 is a number you'd be looking f to get at least, and he came in at 7.95. Tevin Coleman for the Niners, he had a massive game, so Jimmy Garoppolo did not have to be all that great through the air. He had 11 carries, 105 yards, 3 touchdowns. That's 9.5 per carry, um, which wasn't even the highest average for the team. Raheem Mostert had nine carries for 60 yards, um, 6.7. Matt Breda had 11 for 35. Debo Samuel had two for 29. They had five rushing touchdowns on uh, the day. So five rushing touchdowns, you're controlling it. 
probably going to win that game most of the time. Um, and then the Niners defense had a huge game. They sacked Kyle Allen uh, seven times. Nick Bosa, the rookie defensive end, he had the biggest game of his career so far. Um, three sacks and an interception. Some of the things he did in this game, not many other guys have done um, at such a young age and so few games in their NFL career. So fast start for him. He looks like an absolute monster and completely unblockable. The Raiders and Texans, this was a good game. Um, This was a game where I said coming in, I would not be surprised if the Raiders won. I did not pick them to win. I I definitely would have um, taken the points in this one. It just felt like one of those games where the Raiders come out, they surprise the other team, they run the ball well and effectively control the ball, keep the other offense off the field. And the Texans, they have not had the best rushing defense all year. Um, Derek Carr, 18 of 30, 285, and three touchdowns. So he's going to be nine yards an attempt, which is nice. The three touchdowns are great. You love to see that. But his completion percentage needs to be higher. Um, It's going to be probably about 60%. Um, let's see here. Yeah, 60% on the dot. You'd like to see that at least be 65 to 66. And if it is that, they lost 24, 27. You know, that might be the difference between picking up a couple extra first downs in this game, holding on the ball, which maybe the Texans, they score one last time, or the Raiders can even score one more time. Um, So, yeah, a little bit higher completion percentage, and the Raiders can probably win this game as they ran the ball well, as they have been doing all season. Rookie phenomenon running back, Josh Jacobs, he ran 15 yards, or 15 times for 66 yards. That's 4.4 carry, which isn't great, but again, that's more than enough for a team to stay balanced on offense, keep the defense on their toes with the run, and should help open up the passing game. The Texans on offense, Deshaun Watson went 27 of 39, 279, and three touchdowns. So he's at uh, 10 yards per completion, um, 715 in attempt, which is not the greatest, but it was good enough throwing those three touchdowns. They ran the ball pretty well with 19 carries, 83 yards for Carlos Hyde. That's 4-4 of an average. Deshaun Watson had 10 for 46, which is pretty good. Um, Usually he does get more yards on that many carries, so a little bit a little bit of an underperformance, Deshaun Watson running the ball, but that's all right when he's throwing three touchdowns and no picks. DeAndre Hopkins had a pretty big game, 11 catches, 109 yards. And if you're a Texans fan, you would really love to see him get in the end zone a little bit more here. Um, 
the biggest news from this game, probably J.J. Watt. He tore his pectoral muscle in it and is most likely done for the season. That's a pretty major injury that always takes quite a while for these guys to heal up. Um, so really sad to see him get hurt and be lost for the year. But you got you to gotta hope that he can come back and be healthy um, going forward after next year for the Texans. Browns and Patriots. So when looking at this game, it felt like the Patriots were just dominating the whole time. They started off with a 17-0 lead. Um, the closest the score ever was was 17-7, so about a 10-point game. Um, never really got too much closer. But if you actually look at the stats... This should have been a closer game. The two touchdowns the Patriots scored in the first quarter came off of a uh, Nick Chubb scoop and score fumble. And then the other one was a crazy shovel pass interception by the defensive lineman. It hit him in the face mask first, and then he just kind of put his hands up um, to catch the ball. And so to get two touchdowns in the first quarter, the New England Patriots only had to go 11 yards, and they won 27-13, 14 points right there. Um, the Cleveland Browns actually averaged more yards per play. Nick Chubb had 20 attempts, 130 yards. That's 6.5 a carry. Baker Mayfield was 20-31, 194, 1-1. One Again, that interception was kind of a fluky play that we're not going to see for quite a while. I'd like to see his completion percentage be higher, um, throw the ball downfield a little bit more, um, not at 10 yards per completion, which is going to be an issue. Tom Brady, he had a pretty good game, 20 of 36, 259 and two touchdowns. Uh, the completion percentage a little bit lower than what we're used to seeing from Tom. But uh, two touchdowns helps, and that was good enough to get the win. Rushing the ball, they did not not-so-great job. 21 carries for 74 yards. Again, that's three and a half yards a carry from Sony Michelle. He's kind of regressed this year. He hasn't been able to be quite as dominant running the ball, getting downfield, um, and his running average is definitely lower than what we're used to seeing. Uh, so, 